Hey, money bosses! Happy New Year and welcome to 2021. I want to chat with you today about how do you know if you are doing really good with money? You and I know that making smart financial decisions can be challenging. But in 21st century, financial freedom is no longer just for the 1% wealthy. It is for you and me. The question is, how do we find time, avoid making painful mistakes, and find the best resources to help us reach our financial goals. Join me on my journey helping busy families figure out how they can gain financial confidence and clarity, get actionable tips, and learn from the best experts on how to stop trading time for money. It is now the time you started living your best financial life. My name is Anna Sergunina, and welcome to the Money Boss Podcast. Welcome back to the Money Boss Podcast. Anna Shogunina is here. Well, so the, the question is, how do you know if you're doing good with money? And a lot of you will be like, oh, psh, that's a piece of cake, Anna. The more you have in, in the bank, the, the better indication it is that you actually are doing good, right? Or com- comparing to what? So as a financial planner, I actually have a privilege of taking a really good hard look at people's finances. That is what I do with my time day in, day out. But I also found that money is extremely personal. So every situation that I get to work with is different. And when it comes to your finances, it really is about you are only competing with yourself. And you have to measure, right, how your finances are doing against your own measuring sticks. And a lot of times I would like to focus on that Um, and really start measuring that in terms of what are your personal goals. So to start, I think you need to set a baseline so that you can have something to track. And more than ever, beginning of the year is a really good time to place those measuring, you know, starting point measuring sticks. So how is it that you can start tracking things to give you indication, right, if you're doing really well or if you're on a track um, to, 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 to get to the point where you can say, yes, I am really doing well with my finances, aside from you having um, a lot of money in the bank, okay? So let's put that, that aside, and I have five suggestions for you, five things that you can start paying close attention. Um, so number one is your net worth. I take a look at um, clients' net worth um, twice a year. We update their financial statements. So if you've never created a financial statement in the past, Sit down and outline what are your assets. List everything that you own from, um, from checking accounts to jewelry to real property to investment accounts, everything. And on another side, list all of the liabilities, everything that you're going to owe to someone. And then you subtract assets from liabilities and you get a net worth. Now, it is just a snapshot in time. And it really becomes more interesting when you come back and sometimes, so every six months or, or once a year and you update it, you're going to start to see some kind of a trend. It could be upwarding trend, up-facing trend, right? If your assets are growing, you continue to save, or hopefully your debts, and hopefully your debts are being paid off. So you're going to start to see um, some indication there. Number two on my list is your credit score. All right, so once a year, everyone should be able to pull, pull their credit reports from all three agencies. Um, I've seen this a lot over the last couple of years where credit card companies offer 
a free credit report, like I log into my Chase credit card, it gets me a little message saying, hey, you wanna see your credit score? Do that. A lot of times I would opt out to look at credit reports for all three credit reporting agencies. So TransUnion, Equifax, and uh, forgetting the third one, but there's three of them. So a site that pulls it from all three that I like to go to is called annualcreditreport.com. And I'll put this in the show notes too. So once a year, take a look at your score. Um, and start to see, like, is there, is there work you need to do? Are you carrying a lot of debt? Are you making your payments on time? Hopefully, I know everybody knows that. But how much, how much debt you actually carrying as to compare to what your overall uh, credit allowance is really does play into this overall equation. Now, I saw a really interesting statistic that I think I could share from um, this Money Coach site. And someone has estimated that if you compare a person who has an excellent score with someone who has somewhat of an average score, so the person with an excellent score will save and earn over a million dollars more over the last time in, in terms of savings, right? What kind of rates they're going to get on, on, their, uh, on their debt and borrowing, especially if you have a mortgage versus someone who has a poor credit score. So like this idea of a million bucks over your lifetime is pretty significant. So let's, right now we're not talking about the steps for you to improve your credit score, but I want you to start understanding what it is. By the way, aside from checking your credit score, I think it really is important to make sure that nothing fishy is going on. And the credit report is one of the places that you can spot things that uh, might be off. And I'm talking here about identity theft and, and all of that stuff. So take a look. Once a year is not going to kill you. All right. Number three is how many months of emergency fund do you have? I know there's this notion out there of, okay, at least three months or three to six months is what a standard guideline that you will hear and read um, in financial publications. I think that it's also interesting to say that in the times that we live now, and I've seen this quite a bit last year with clients going through uh, pandemic changes, job changes, health changes, everybody's kind of on this lookout for, okay, how can I secure even more emergency fund money just because of this uncertainty? So if you get, if you have three months, keep working till, till you get to six months. If you have six months, keep working till you have nine or 12, because I think we're definitely going through some uncertain times and um, it's better for your overall financial health if you have more cushion and in reserves. Number four on my list are your retirement savings. So what is the percentage of your income you're putting into your retirement savings? Now, in a comprehensive financial plan, there's different areas where you would be saving money. We just talked about emergency reserves. So hopefully you've, um, you're working on building that up. But because retirement savings for all of us are long-term strategy, long-term goal, the more you can put away right, the better results you're going to have with your overall financial plan. Now, there are metrics out there that you can, you know, kind of put in front of yourself. Is it 10% of your income? Is it there a little bit of on the stretch for you starting new year, maybe increase it to 12 or 15? Can you get to 20% or more? So start looking at these numbers. It is not to say that, okay, you've got to save 20% unless you have specific goals. And usually when we create financial plans for clients, 
it's centered around goals. So we work it in backwards. Here are the things we want to accomplish. Here's what it's going to take. Now, if you haven't laid out your financial goals, I think it's good to start with at least something. So know, know what is your savings rate is. Is it 10%? Great. So start looking at that. And then maybe six months from now, when you get your next pay raise, you can, you can bump up your savings and it can go to 15%. So I want you to start. This is a starting point of you being able to track and understand how are you doing. All right, my number five suggestion for you would be your debt to income ratio. Now, it does tie in somewhat um, to the credit score that we just talked about that I want you to know, uh, but the debt to income ratio really comes into play when we're looking at, well, how much more debt can you take on? Or is it feasible for you to buy this bigger house that you wanted? So looking at all of those um, you know, questions could help you answer, analyze. And when you put your financial statement together, you hopefully have a list of all of your debts. You know what the balances are, what kind of rates you're paying, and you know what your payments are. So compare your income, right, with the, the payment of debt and figure out what your ratio is. So bankrate.com suggests that, um, and, and this is based on what uh, a lot of lenders, right, look when they analyze your situation, especially when you're applying for large kind of debt, mortgages and business loans and things like that. What is your income to debt ratio? So do you have enough income to cover your debt, be able to save money, right? We just talked about 10, 15 or 20 percent and still have discretionary monies. So anything that's lower than 36% is considered to be in the safe zone. When you start to creep up over basically, you know, a third of your income going to debt or more, that's when the red flags start to come up. Now, I also like to kind of remind you, and this is probably for another episode, when we can talk about how do you allocate your income, right? And when you think about where do your where do your dollars go in terms of expenses? So you have a fixed expenses and you have variable expenses. So and part of the money that you make should be going to savings. So if your debts are in the fixed expense category, then you're looking at the same like, oh my gosh, a third of my paycheck goes to paying these debts off. Or maybe for some of you, it's lower. But I want you to kind of have almost like the ceiling. And if it is higher than that, it's not the end of the world, but at least start looking and seeing like, how are you doing as compared to this measuring stick? So I'd like you to start with this as, as like the first look at, at where everything is at. Look, get all of these numbers in place, save it, and then let's come back to it in six months and see how things have improved. It may be a very tiny improvement in all of these five areas, but you know what? In a year from now, it's gonna be better. And five years from now, when you come back and you start tracking these things and you do it consistently, you're gonna see a lot of progress. Now, that's what I'm after. I'm after the progress. It may be slow baby steps, but um, it's like in that uh, tale, right? Uh, slow and steady wins the race. I, uh, by the way, I watch that cartoon quite a bit uh, lately with Liam. And so it just reminded me of that, uh, the turtle and the hare. So slow and steady wins the race. So no, really do know how are you doing with your money and never, never compare your own financial situation to someone else because 
You don't know what they're going through. You don't know anything about their situation. And just because they make X amount of money or because they have a big house or any of those things does not mean anything. It is you competing against you and your own personal goals. All right, my friends, cheers to an awesome, awesome 2021. And I am excited to get this started for you. Let me know if you have any questions. And until next time, remember, you are the bosses of your own money. Hey, Money Boss, thanks for tuning in today. If this episode did help you, then please be sure to share it with someone else you think will benefit from it too. After all, smart financial decisions are for everyone, uh, so don't be greedy. I hope I can help you even further by sharing with you how thousands of clients I worked with in my career over the last 16 years created their very own successful financial lives on their terms. It's hard for me to do this over an audio, and if you are ready for the next chapter in your life, then be sure to go to MainStreet-Money.com to get your free resource guide to help you begin correcting top six financial mistakes I see people make all the time, such as not having clear financial goals, not having a handle on spending or saving for the future, not knowing how to get rid of all the debts, and of course, not having a clear strategy or plan on how to protect your hard-earned money. Until next time, remember, you are the boss of your money.